can I can I talk about John Krasinski? Is this a good time to talk about John Krasinski? One thousand percent. Okay. So I I like that we got it. I loved seeing him. I loved it. It was almost weird. It's it's almost weird how accurate the fan art was. Oh my to god. The movie. Oh my god. Almost as yeah. if maybe they took from the fan art. 100%. Which, which also just kind of makes me think like is it real? Right? Like you said, mm. Zach, it's not it's not confirmed if John Krasinski is going to be Mr. Fantastic in the actual MCU universe. Right? And I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I I liked it. I wasn't like, you know, I wasn't screaming in the theater like Nicole was. <laughs> oh my god. But can I just say real quick though why yeah, I screamed? Yeah. Because okay, Zach, you didn't you should have witnessed this though. Like this was oh next level god. for me. Like this was like 10 times worse than Endgame when I or no, this was 10 times worse than No Way Home. I had told Ernesto the night before. I told everyone. I said the only thing I want is John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. Like I don't give a shit about what other character makes an appearance and in in good fashion they introduced him last and the second i my heart was racing so fast and the second i saw him i just absolutely lost my shit like i was the only one in the theater going at it like i was yelling because i was like i started sobbing because i was like this is the only thing i wanted two years later but that that was it, Ernesto. You can continue. But I was I was going batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's I I love that. I do. I love that. I don't know how I feel about it because John Krasinski is a fantastic actor. He's great at what he does. He didn't give me, and I've I've seen this online too. And this might have been influencing me in the last two weeks since I you know since it came out. But he didn't come off as a like super genius like know-it-all yes. yes. character yes he was yes. so yes. he was so heartwarming and so like loving kind of fell flat a little bit with with how like reed richards the one that we've seen with ian yeah uh and i wish I, I honestly wish we could have gotten him at least to be like kind of like with dr x right like we don't know if he's gonna come back or not but we got him there and that's yes. totally fine. If we don't see him as Professor X ever again, I'm okay with that. We got him right. in the MCU once. We're good. I would have felt the same way with that with that Reed Richards because he that say what you want about those Fantastic Four movies, they that he his casting on that was I think it was pretty damn great. Oh alongside my God, are... uh, uh, oh, Chris, uh, oh my God, Chris Evans, Evans. Jessica Alba, Chris Evans. Jessica, see, but Jessica Alba kind of fit, falls flat for me a little bit, um, and then the guy from the I Shield I was, who plays the thing was. Pretty I was just too. calling characters. I was just calling characters that were in the people that in yeah, that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember the name. Just but, the guy from the Shield. But Ernesto, I think you 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 hit on something that I have been yelling from the hilltops forever, and Nicole kind of talks about it too. Is Marvel played y'all? 
Like, that's what they did. They did that on purpose. They played y'all. They knew that you wanted that and they gave it to you because they knew that people like Nicole are going to stand up and yell in the theater. And that's kind of what Marvel fans are supposed to do. But really, when right. you look at it, when you come down to it, is it, a, is it a great casting? Like, is it a great decision? And this is where I keep talking about fan power. When I talk about Marvel movies, I keep wondering, you know, I think it's great that fans get to fan cast and believe that this person and create rumors. And that, that's great. And that's, that's dandy. But I feel sometimes I'm wondering, is it pressure? Is it just giving in to, to fans because they know that fans paid the money to go see the movie? Is it that this blows up on Twitter and we get more people to come to the movie? I don't know what it is, but I, I agree with you. I didn't feel like he was smart. I didn't feel like he was really playing the role. I felt like it was pandering personally. And that's why I keep thinking, you know, some of these, these casting decisions, some of these people, these cameos, is it that the cameos actually needed or is it so that people will stand up and clap? That's that's always what I'm trying to figure out all the time. Mm-hmm. Nicole, I, I, I feel you have a retort to this this comment I just made. <laughs> I, I, I do, but I don't. I'm going to play devil's advocate here because as I usually do with Marvel. Um, as usual. As usual. You can disagree with me all you want on this one, but this is my thought. Um, playing devil's advocate, I felt him as an older Reed Richards, like not the one that we had seen previously or the miles teller one but i i always choose to ignore the reboot of fantastic four in 2015 um i felt like krasinski's character played the like way older version like someone who's already established as dr reed richards someone who has the family with sue storm he mentioned his kids we don't know how old his kids are so i'm thinking that this guy's already established and already been through like hell and back and everything so devil's advocate i think he just played it as someone who's been through the ring hold and we've never like gotten these kind of characters in the mcu so character arc wise for how he fell flat i just don't think we've we only saw him for literally five minutes he's not going to play him at an oscar worthy nomination he's going to play him how they give him the script how they tell him to he's going to take it how he wants to and but I'm also just defending him because I've been waiting for this for two years. No, I'm, that's, but I do, that's I do fine. agree. Like he did fell fell flat for me a little bit, but I think that's just because this is like literally the first time we're seeing him in the MCU. Mm-hmm. First time we've seen this kind of comic accurate Reed Richards in the last what ten years, fifteen years since the first couple films. So, um, I I think he did pretty good in my opinion, but um. Go ahead, Ernesto. Yeah, I mean, he did. He did great. He did John Krasinski as the man that you want to be in the Illuminati because he's gonna make the right empathetic decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I I will give them a pass, like you know, like Marvel Studios in terms of they absolutely used this scene and this situation as a scapegoat, right? And I can see I can see that being totally justified. Like, here's your Reed Richards, here's your yeah. Patrick Stewart, here's your Captain Carter and your Black Bolt. Here's yeah. all of them. We're gonna kill them all. Mm-hmm. And and that's it. And that's the end of it. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like if that's the case, I think worst case scenario, none of those actors come back. Exactly. I think that's okay. Yeah. I would be I okay said. with that. Like I wouldn't be disappointed by it. But then I what's the point? Final thoughts. 
Well, I told for the fans, like you said. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It makes no sense. That's so stupid. But I think it's. I think I think it's okay to use that as a scapegoat. I think it's okay. It's a a good way to bring in because Zach and I have been pondering for the last two years since the Inquisition went through that Sony and Fox are now MCU property. Now they are Disney property. So for them to bring it, it. Yes, Marvel can play on our fan casting. I love that they do that. I love that they if they bring it in at the correct moment, correct film, correct point for us, I am all for it. This is one of those films that they could have done anything that they wanted to, brought in any character, brought in any fan casting for us to... I mean, they did the same thing with Captain Carter, with Haley Atwell. They brought her back, played out well. She now but might that get made live action, which is fantastic. Yes, but what I'm saying right, is with right. Krasinski, fan casting, if they ever, I, I will say, and that you can bring this back in two years whenever they announce the Fantastic Forecast, <laughs> I am satisfied with how they brought him in because that is all, as a Marvel fan, I have been wanting for the last two years. Just to see him play in this role, see how he does. If they don't bring him back, I won't be completely heartbroken, but at least we got him and now we have a variation of him. And now we can play off of that for future films and bring it in in a sense because now we have a Fantastic Four character and now we have Professor X in the MCU. So now we can bring in mutants. No, we don't. Right. <sighs> well, I mean, no, me- I mean, the fact... The fact that we got Professor X in the yellow chair with the X Men '97 music, I think that is the the door cracking open for the X Men. Exactly. Because now we know. Now we know for sure. Yes. I get where you guys are coming from. I do, but -hmm. I think my problem is with this. That's too much power in the hands of the fans. And I think I get. Sometimes we need to we need to provide things for the people that consume our product. I totally get that, but. It's sometimes it's not the right decision. And this is where we come back to the craft of filmmaking is I want my director and my casting director and my team to pick the right individual for the job. Because it's like me saying, all right, 2026, Daniel Radcliffe for Wolverine. And I go out and I'm like, this is the guy I want. And I get it. What's what's really the point? Just to make me happy that I got somebody that I wanted, or did you really cast the right person for future projects to build off of? And I think sure, that's yeah. that to me is a difference. And and Marvel should be looking at we we got we got through a whole entire saga that we had building for decades, right? We did that. Yeah. Now we're looking at the next decade. Let's build towards that. What is that supposed to look like? Let's let's not just give fans what they want, but let's give them what they never thought they needed. Like mm-hmm. that's building mm-hmm. a that's building a platform. That's doing something. Don't don't give me people who I ask you for. Give me somebody who I never thought could have played this role, and they knock it out of the park. Who thought Robert Downey Jr. was gonna kill Iron Man? Nobody. He was a scrub in Hollywood, and he came back and he did that bit. So, like, why are we yeah. calling and bringing back people that that fans saying, oh, I think because based on the look of this individual, this would be the right person for the job. No, trust the project. Trust Faggy. Trust the people who are put in this position to bring us yes. these characters that we never thought possible. Like, that's what I want. And I'm I'm kind of tired of of this fan pressure of saying, let's just have Haley Steinfeld as as. It's Kate Bishop, and I'm I'm only saying her because oh, I know yeah, she was that a big was thing. And she 
and she knocked it out the park for sure. But I, oh, that's shit. another thing. I'm just like, wow, that's a that's a that's a lucky hit. Like that doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> and with with Krasinski, another part, like yes, he was good. But I think if we're questioning whether he was right for the role, then maybe he wasn't. And maybe you should have picked somebody that was actually right for the role. Just my two cents. Sure, I I, I agree with you 100. percent Oh yeah, no, I I. Again, devil's advocate, like everyone has their, like, that's your hot take on it. And I, I respect it. And I mean, that's kind of like if they were to bring in Emily Blunt and Sue Storm, I highly doubt they will at this point because she's been very advocate about she's not a superhero person. She doesn't want to do it. So yeah, she's very adamant about that. Yes. Very adamant. Thank you. Um, I, I'm, and that's why I'm interested to see who they cast and go from there. I mean. Marvel again, like you said earlier, Ernesto. Marvel knows exactly what they're doing. They know, they always they they always hit the nail on the head with their casting. So I'm I'm excited to see who we get for future projects. I'm actually curious to see. I, I'll probably look into it, but I wonder if because there is like an overall casting director for these movies, I believe, and I yes. wonder I yeah, forget what if her she name chose is. it for for this one too. Um, um I just want to throw in there. Me yeah. personally, I prefer because you were mentioning how this is like an older Reed, Reed Richards and everything. I yeah, prefer yeah. the older Reed Richards that ends up becoming master or sorry, maker, the maker uh, from Ooh. the Ultimate mm -hmm. Comics universe. Uh, he yeah. became a villain. He's the reason why the universe is collided and everything at, in uh, Secret Wars and stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's just my personal favorite depiction of Reed Richards. And you know what's interesting, and <laughs> I don't know what this even says about John Krasinski, but um, at, right after Doctor Strange released, literally the next day, Amazon announced that his show Jack Ryan will only continue for a fourth season, and then it's going to be done. So every as as Marvel fans do, they all jumped on the bandwagon and said, "I wonder why it's going <laughs> to be done." And I was like, "Damn, it's been out for one day, and everyone's already coming at him to do it." Like. Who knows who they're going to get? I mean, I got him for five minutes. I am satisfied. <laughs> Same. Um, but, Zach, I did have a question for you. Yes, I'm dying to know what this question is. Phil wanted me to ask you eagerly what you thought of yes. the kids in this film. Fuck them kids, bro. <laughs> I said it before and I said it again. Fuck them what? kids. <laughs> no, I'm... Uh, <laughs> He was like, he goes, I really want to know Zach's take on this. And I was like, okay, I'm already going to tell you. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like, all seriousness. Like, I and yeah. I joked about that. Like, all seriousness. Like, I did enjoy having the kids there. It was a nice callback to WandaVision. Um, I'm not a fan of their acting styles <laughs> yet, but they're children. Fair. Like, let's, they're children. Be, let's be serious. They're children. But I do think there was here's the thing. I think I think I felt like the motherly concern, the the motherly pain could have been really amped up a little bit more. And I think they would have a major role to play in that. Um I I liked the scene, I get, like I said, like, I like the scene when Scarlet Witch finally gets to the universe, sees her kids, she can't touch them because they're afraid of her. I think that was right. really powerful. I think a very powerful moment. 
And mm-hmm. I think that was like the buildup of this is everything she wanted and she realized that she can't have it because of how twisted she's become by the Darkhold. Um, I also did like the line from 838's Wanda, which is like, just I just want to let you know they will be loved. I thought that was fantastic oh, because that ties into everything that, that she's been me. feeling. She wants she wants her kids to be loved and she wants to love her kids. Like, I, I felt that. But I I I think this comes to, down to motivation again. I think I needed there to be more of a motivation for Wanda wanting to get her kids back in the beginning of the film that it justified everything leading up to that point. I just yeah. didn't leave. I didn't feel in any point in the film. I was like, Wanda wants this bad. Bad enough to destroy the sanctuary. So... And and I, I and Ernesto, I know you you and I theater nerds like please please fill in, but I forgot the term Brecht when the mother cry. What what is it called again? I'm it the, is the slipping Oedipus, my mind. Oedipus complex. No, with the mother scream where she makes no sound. What it? Do you remember that? I might be getting oh, ahead of myself. No. Uh, I forgot the name of the play, but it's like it was a scene and it created. Cre- controversy where the actor who was Breck's wife does a scene where she's a mother and she loses her child and then she basically does this scream where she makes no sound but you can just feel the agony coming out of her and I kind of wanted that from Wanda I kind of wanted I was like don't you dare do it when I saw her get on her knees I was like don't you dare do it because if you do it I'm gonna cry but I needed that more anguish from her of realizing I don't get to touch my kids like I I was about to kill another child to get here and I can't even get fully there. Like it's within touching distance, but I can't have it. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, for the kids, like I just needed more interaction with her and them. I liked her being able to look in various universes and see that she's happy with her kids. Like I thought it was great, but I don't know. I think in the beginning of the film, I needed her to make a decision this is what I'm going after. Like, I'm making this choice. From here on out, it's me trying to get to my kids. And if I got yeah, that, I would have felt this was the whole story there that's missing. And I think at the end of the day, I think the underlying message was care. Like, Strange cared so much for Christine that he felt he needed to be the one to make the decisions for her without really taking into her side of the, the story. Wanda cares and loves so much about her kids that she's willing to do whatever it takes to get to them. Like, I think that the message was there, but I just didn't feel it was executed enough. And I think the kids play a major role in that, in that I need more more interactions between them and her, whether it's 838's Wanda or Scarlet Witch Wanda or, you know, calling us back to WandaVision scenes that maybe we didn't get, but were there, quote unquote, um... And I would have, I would have preferred that. I would have preferred to see more of Wanda as a mother to then feel okay. She's about to rip some shit up to get to her kids. Also, we haven't mentioned this. I alluded to this earlier, but no vision, no Quicksilver, yes. like not nothing, mm-hmm. calling back to the initial pain that she felt before losing her kids. Right. Right. Because I guess, right. you know, I guess she worked through that grief in WandaVision, but all that pain is compiled together and right. creating this Scarlet Witch like exactly. mentality. And we I didn't get she... any, we didn't get any vision. We didn't get any Quicksilver, not even like mentions of them. And that 
does bother me a little bit. I didn't even think she, about it even, too much until my second. Or even a whisper. Vision. She did mention she him did. a couple times. She, like when she came she, she said like I lot you didn't take the love of your life. Like, or sure. she said I You're killed right. him. Um, yeah. and then she yeah. said Vision mentioned the multiverse a couple times. You're right. But You're then right. you also have to realize Devil's Advocate and eight three eight. Technically, Vision isn't alive there because the Ultron bots were complete. So that's kind of the theory I took it as was that I didn't think about that. Ultron, that Ultron was Ultra, yeah. Ultron, Ultron works, yeah. But I, I from, so, from Ernesto's point, I don't think he's. I don't. Yeah. I, I took it as I don't think he's talking about that. I think, I think I would have liked to have seen or heard Vision's voice, whether it was in the dream that she was having, whether it's the beginning of Understood. the movie, where we got what is what is love but grief person or is grief but love persevering or whatever. If we got mentions of at least like ties back to Wonder Vision, like a little reminder about Wonder Vision, then a lot of the things would have felt more complete. And I think if because we're talking about love and we're talking about um need and we're talking about, you know, progeny being the ultimate result of 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 love i guess in a relationship if you if we want to get down that road but i think having kids and wanting to care for one's kids and loving one's kids i think if that's the main focus if that's a driving force behind this character ripping shit up i need more of that in the beginning so that it can justify everything she's about to do and so i didn't like the reveal of oh yeah i just sent a monster after to get america and yeah you know that's uh, that's me showing that's mercy. That's kind of random. Like, what, what, that's random. Like, uh, what does that do? I mean, I feel like I feel like Vision's arc though was kind of. I mean, so we saw the end of WandaVision, referencing back to that, as you said, um, White Vision kind of floated off, and which that is the real Vision. Um, but I, in my opinion, I I didn't really think about it too much in the film. Because I felt like his arc kind of ended with WandaVision, how she did give him up essentially because she wanted, she was like, okay, like I can't keep this curse on this town. So we kind of got a, we did get that arc with him and we did finish with him is how I took it. And then this one, I'm almost kind of glad they didn't really allude to him because it, she did go through all that heartbreak in Infinity War and it, end of end game you see her talking to Hawkeye about like I, I hope that they are watching or whatever she says and then WandaVision's basically her her mental state like her not wanting to lose him but I think the end of WandaVision allows her to come full circle and be like okay I understand now like I could not keep him in that sense so now she has these kids that she's looking for so I think that brings her character more not meaning but I forgot what the term is, but it, it kind of gives her that state to be like, okay, my husband is gone, but my kids are in a different universe. I understand if what that makes sense. From. Yeah. I mean, right. I didn't think about him but either it, I, my first time yeah. through. It wasn't until I saw him online think we're meant to. Vision. Which I don't is think what we're I liked meant about, to, but I do though. think, right. But I do think we're missing that, that impetus for why is she using the dark cold? What, it, what is like, we need that part. Like, what does she do in the process of having the dark hold? You know, that that major chunk. And I think if we got that at the beginning of the movie, we left off with her in that cabin and she's reading the dark hold and her her astral projections doing everything. What followed up to start this point? And then like 
I liked the bit where she's cutting the the cherry, the apple blossoms, and and you know, and then she reveals that it's all fictitious, right? But it's like, what does yeah. she do before that? Like, I need that part because that part that's the motivation for everything she's about to do. And if we don't get that, if we don't get her character making a choice and a decision and saying, "I'm about to be a villain," yes, I'm making that choice, then everything's kind of all right, okay, she's a badass, but what is, why is she doing it? And yeah, we, we know she's doing it for the kids, but I need to see her do it. Don't, it's sort of that, that adage of don't tell me, show me. Like I need them to show me. I, I appreciate them telling me, but I need you to show me so that I see it for myself. So I create the story for myself. That way I can see where she's going. And I don't feel there's a lot of that. I feel it was very much like, this thing happened, this thing happened, you already know about that, we're, we're just gonna fill in the gaps and like, stuff happened here, whatever and now we're here at this point where she's going batshit crazy and I was like ah, most villains don't go that way like, there's there's a turning point that they get to <laughs> or at least the way we create stories like we... about villains, there's a turning point and we didn't get that in the film I feel like we did get that though at the end of WandaVision when she secludes herself in the cabin and she, you see it it's not there, but it's when I watch it for like the fourth time, like I could see it in her eyes at the end of WandaVision that, okay, she knows her kids are somewhere because she did create them. And then you hear at the end of WandaVision when she's doing the dark hold, how Ernesto said like her astral projection and then Phil made the, the point to me, like right after we both watched it, that she hears the kids say, help me. So in my mind, that's okay. That's where she's going. That's where she's trying to find is I for me, I don't think but, anything really needs to be said between WandaVision and Doctor Strange because but again, you can tell she's been working on it. But again, here's the thing: is we had uh, to to your point. I'm gonna use your point to to reference what I'm saying. So she's there doing the dark, reading the dark code. She hears her kids say, "Help me!" All right. Yes. How does she get to needing America Chavez? Right. That's yeah, that's she what's can do missing. The that's, sure. But that's what's okay, missing. You need you need to show right. us why she needs her. That's what's like missing. How she knows. Okay. Exactly. How does right. she know is this one? This person is the one who's the key to get to what I want. If I want to get my kids, and that's the that's what we're setting up, right? I need her to say, "I want my kids." Like I'm. This is what I want. I'm going after this thing. In order to get this thing, I need this person. Like I need all of that, and maybe I'm just weird like that. But I need no, that so no, that no. I can justify all of her actions she's about to take in the next two and a half hours. So that's what I think is I'm missing gonna... here. And I think we've kind of referenced it, but that's that's the part. Yeah, for me. And what's I'm great? Ref... What's great? Yeah, no, go ahead, Nicole. Oh no, go. I was just gonna say I'm gonna reference back to what you said, Ernesto, real quick, and with the whole setbacks. Like I think America Chavez was a much larger role before with Spider Man. So I think that's kind of what we're missing in that sense. Wherever those shoots are that we've realized okay maybe she knows her from this or that but like that's that's what i took from what zach said but go ahead ernesto yeah but remember that the the whole thing was that she was still going to be in this movie first regardless yeah, yeah yeah so but just to say um that's why i mentioned earlier there's a whole story they're missing and on and look this movie could be made great like i mean, I mean let me rephrase that this movie could be made better with understanding mm -hmm. Wanda, uh, if we got a little story. And I'd be fine if it was just like one of those Marvel uh, comics that's tied into the MCU like they've done before, you know? 
and just give it the same treatment that like the Clone Wars uh, TV show yeah. did for yeah. the prequels, right? Where it's like, now this is so enhanced because we know all this, right? So if we got something and we got to understand her motivations and her decisions, then we could go into this movie being like, yeah, I, I, okay, agree. I understand I, this. Yeah, I don't feel we leave. I don't feel we leave up off on a complete Scarlet Witch character. Like, I love what we get in the movie. I think she's the most complete she's ever been as 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 a character, yeah. as far as like powers and everything that she's been able to do. But part of me is missing that. How does she get there? Like, I want to see that. Whether we get the Scarlet Witch Chronicles of like her escapades and the world she crumbles to get to this point, something. But some filler needs to happen. Because she just got super powerful, and yes, it's the result of the dark hold. But like, I don't know. I'm weird like that. I want to see that. I want to see her get to that point. I want to see her get infected. I want to see how her mind shifts. And but one thing I will say, and and I don't want to lose it because Elizabeth Olsen was absolutely incredible. I love the way she's thinking. Oh, I love her eye yes. movement. I love the way she's looking at things. You can tell she's always, she's so perceptive. Her character's so perceptive that she's always looking at an angle. And I'm like, this is beautiful. This is beautiful acting where she's like, all right, let me let me find a way in. Oh, I'm going to use that. Oh, let me, why are you doing this? Okay, that's, a, that's your weakness. Like, I was so into what she was doing with her eyes. I thought it was a powerful yes. stuff. So I just want to get that out there because I, I was so in love with what she was doing on camera. Just want to make sure I say that. No, I, I yes. absolutely agree. I yes. loved everything she did. Like, was meticulous. Absolutely. And 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 look, we could talk about this movie forever. I just want and I because I want to. I say that because I want to mention, Doc. Uh, you know, I want to talk about Steven a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. this is such a Scarlet Witch movie. Oh, uh, but oh it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely a Doctor Strange movie too, right? Um, yeah. And, I. I can't believe we ended the movie where we did. <laughs> I was hoping to get a little bit more epilogue, but it got cut short so quick with that last scene where he's like, where he just falls to his knees and the third eye appears and you're just left with like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what is yeah. happening? It means we're getting a third Doctor Strange film. <laughs> or it's going to lead into Well, we knew that, out. but... <laughs> No, dude, I'm excited to see Clea. I did research on her right after the film. And Me too. I like knowing that he does have a, a wife out there with Clea. So, um, I mean, this, with everything being said, this does lead off to where, what is next for Doctor Strange? What is next for these characters? I don't think Scarlet Witch is dead whatsoever. I think she did, like, disappear, whatever she did. So, I think we'll see her in an upcoming project um but any any final thoughts anything on uh dr strange wanda the film anything we discussed tonight guys wong is awesome <laughs> wong is awesome <laughs> I, I did like his uh i liked his character arc i'm just glad he's still i around. think he's very grounding as a character Absolutely. I think I want to know 
Zach, do you have why any final thoughts? Strange made. Yeah, I want to know why Strange made the decision he did in Endgame. I want to learn about that. I know that there was like a million possibilities and he chose the best one. But I think in the beginning that I think um, Dr. West's comment burned through my psyche a little bit. Because I was just like, why do you think you made the right call? And I'm like, that's the question. Can we delve into that one? As like, you out of like a million different possibilities, you felt that you this was the right call. And that resulted in the death of half of the world for like five years and they all pop back like why do you, why was that the right choice what were the other choices that you chose not to go with and can we trust your choice like i i want to get into that part and i hope that the next doctor strange movie kind of gets us into will. that maybe not going through every single decision he made in that fraction of a second but i think what other decisions could he have made and what ripples could he have made if he chose elsewhere is there a possibility that he he makes a different choice and an incursion doesn't occur so that's kind of what i'm excited to to see if they go into that part but but here's here's the thing i don't think i don't think he looked further than everybody coming back from being snapped you know Mm. i don't think he looked all the way into the future i think he just looked to the point where everybody is going to be saved and come back. Right. Right. Like he saw himself right. get bli- uh, blipped and he saw himself come back. I don't think he saw further than that, but I think it is an interesting question because it does bring up the, you know, his, as a character, and we see this in the movie, he's very much like he will do whatever it takes to get what he needs to, like, to do what he yeah. needs to do. Whether it's right. to get what he wants, and we've seen that in What If, we've seen that with his alter, his like his uh his variant in the movie, um, and right. So I think that is a variant. I didn't think about it very much. I I also missed the first part of the movie. Uh, That's right. Because because Nicole told us uh, uh what was it seven o'clock and it was at six twenty five. So I was like twenty minutes late. I told you it was six twenty five. But anyway, I did see the I see I saw the beginning after I saw it again. And like, I didn't really, I really, I didn't really think about it that way until I started seeing more discussions about it. And I'm like, that's true. He, did he make a selfish decision in doing that? Even though it saved everybody, was it a selfish one? And I think this is in line with his character from the first Doctor Strange. And like, he's a surgeon and his goal is to keep somebody alive. So whatever he can do to achieve that is the right decision. And I think that's where it kind of ties into. He's so short-term, short-term-minded. And I think that's what this whole development of Strange, of, of, of realizing that his actions, while in the short-term, solve the problem, create bigger problems. And we have to ask ethically, should you be making those calls? Should you, you be making those decisions for everybody, even though you're one individual? And so I think that's kind of the greater discussion around Strange as a character as we move forward, which I hope that we continue to delve into. Is like just because you have the ability to do those things, should you do those things? So I hope we get into it. But no, I, I agree with you one hundred percent, Ernesto. I agree too. 
Awesome. Well, if we're all in agreement, it sounds like it's time for us to close out, doesn't it? I think so. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any final thoughts uh, other than it was a good film, and I can't wait to see where we go from here with all these characters. New She-Hulk trailer out tonight. I know. It actually (sighs) looks pretty funny. I was kind of on the fence, but that trailer got me. I won't say much about it other than the CGI looks horrible, but <laughs> hot take. A little bit. A little bit. Zach, any final thoughts? No, I'm good. Well, Ernesto, it was a pleasure to have you on. Long awaited. So glad we could have this discussion. And yeah. um, so glad that you could be here with us. I loved it, guys. I, it's It was a great time. And I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I love talking about this stuff. I love being able to talk to other people about this stuff and not just sit in my room thinking about it to myself. No, well, we'll definitely have you on more frequently. We love this discussion and it's always great to have um, someone else come in and give their opinion and kind of um, sway both ways with how Zach and I think. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, it's a great time. You guys are awesome. We try. Thank you. (laughs) Well, that was another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole and And Ernesto. We will see you next time.